welcome to the first episode of Pastor's Prophecy Hour, the midweek installment of the Greater Life Church podcast. I'm Landon, and I'm sitting down with Pastor Andrew Bird right now to talk about this series and the first topic we'll be getting into. Pastor Andrew, what is this series going to be about, and what sets it apart from other Bible studies about prophecy? You know, Landon, I've learned especially in recent months, that people are anxious about what's going on in our world today. We're going to take a look at current events. We're going to take a look at scripture. We're going to try to line these things up. And uh, at Greater Life Church, we believe in the imminent return of Christ, which means he can come back at any moment. Nothing has to happen. But in Pastor's Prophecy Hour, I believe we're going to experience an unfolding and an unpacking of a lot of current events and a lot of prophecy that point to the return of Christ very, very soon. All right. What are we going to be talking about this month? You know, Landon, I've been reading a lot of articles lately. I've asked people to send me articles. There are things happening in world governments, in science, in medicine, and technology. And this month, we're going to be looking at all of these things in combination that are happening literally all over the world and even Israel and how it lines up. And it really points to the return of Jesus Christ in the rapture of the church that could happen at any moment. I'm getting really excited about this study. This month, I believe that the listeners of this podcast are going to see what I've seen, that these are exciting times to be alive in regards to the kingdom of God. That's great. And what are we going to be talking about in this episode? You know, this episode, I'm going to take a look at what has to happen. The one world government, the one world government and the payment system that goes, the banking system, the one world religion. We're going to kind of look at scripture and kind of see what stage has to be set. And then that will point to the current events that we'll be studying week after week that point back to these things that must happen or that we feel need to be in place for the return of Christ to happen. All right, let's get into it. All right. Someone shared with me and sent me an email from Perry Stone Ministries. And uh, this is really, really an interesting comment as I'll read through this. As the older generation passes, so many from the older generation are going home to be with the Lord. And it's leaving a huge hole in those with biblical knowledge of the time of the end. The older generation of Pentecostals and Baptists have been taught have been taught Bible prophecy and events concerning the future tribulation and Antichrist. The younger generation of preachers have little desire to preach prophecy, and the younger generation of youth really don't care to hear it. Because of spiritual ignorance, many will accept a mark or a number for buying and selling as a cool and are getting used to cashless payments. AI technology and accepting what is coming without knowing the dangers. He continues, Pam, which is his wife, has often told me, Perry, we are becoming dinosaurs from a past generation. We are from the old school of prayer, fasting, and faith, and staying in the Word. There are only five major prophetic ministers in the world, ministries in the world who consistently preach end-time prophecy from the Bible still remaining that I can name. Over 18 of the prophetic teachers have passed away. 
We all receive criticism, we're all mocked, we're laughed at, we continue, and yet continue to preach. Reminds me of the days of Noah. The flood is coming, but few believe it. There is, however, a remnant of people who believe. That's our people. That's many of you. Always encourage those teachers who have spent their entire life burning the candle at both ends to bring the Word of the Lord and the now Word He is revealing. Despite the doubt peddlers, Jesus is going to return for a spotless church and a faithful bride who awaits the bridegroom. Stay focused and stay in love with Jesus. This came from a family who's newer to Greater Life Church and uh, have encouraged me all along the way that this teaching is incredibly important. And I'm thankful for that insight also that was shared. Kind of spurred me on to go even harder <laughs> at this topic. So I'm going to teach really hard. I'm not going to preach. I'm going to teach. That's hard for me. I'm not much of a teacher, but we're going to do. We're going to try to do it. You ready? Second Thessalonians chapter two. Tonight's topic is the mark. Tonight's topic is the mark. Thessalonians is one of those books that hides really well right there. Timothy. There he is. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. It will be on the screen. Verse 2, where I'm beginning to read. Don't be so easily shaken or alarmed by those who say the day of the Lord has already begun. Don't believe them, even if they claim to have had a spiritual vision, a revelation, or a letter supposedly from us. We'll start right there. There's teachings out there in the church, and I'm not here to throw stones or to make anybody feel bad. I'm telling you what Greater Life Church believes. I'm telling you what the Assemblies of God stands on, and I'm telling you what I believe the Scripture shows us clearly. Now, there are people that believe the tribulation, the end times, and everything happened in 70 A.D., right at the fall of Rome. They believe all of that took place there, and then there's nothing up until Jesus' second coming, not the rapture, not the tribulation. All of that is already behind us. I do not believe that. I believe the book of Daniel is very clear with the timeline. We're not getting into that tonight, but there is a gap between the first six days of Daniel into the seventh week of years. Anyway, I, the math is crazy. It's going to confuse. It's going to take too much time. But you need to know that I believe that the tribulation is still upon us. Paul says to the church living in that time, do not listen to people that say the day of the Lord has already come. That's good enough for me. If Paul says it, and it needs to be addressed that early on in the church, it's been there ever since. And he says it in such a way, don't be so easily shaken. Now, I believe that end times is important, and talking about prophecy is important, but it isn't something that we're talking about to scare anybody. It should terrify 
people who have not found Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. That's the point. God doesn't want anybody to miss the blessing and, 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 and the reward of salvation that comes in heaven. God doesn't want anybody to miss out on that. And so talking about prophecy isn't supposed to, supposed to scare you. I'm a PK. I remember going to revival services and prophetic teachings as a young man in elementary school and even into my teenage years. I remember ever so distinctly walking through my house on more than one occasion in Winston-Salem. We had this basement with the laundry room and and uh, everybody, you know, everybody else lived upstairs, but we had a den and a laundry room downstairs. And, and I remember on more than one occasion having this sense that the rapture happened and everybody's gone but me. And because everybody in my family was going to go. I mean, you know, we were, except me. And I, and I walked through and I'd see clothes laying there because it was a laundry room. And I'd think to myself, oh, oh, oh. And I'd yell, and then it's happened. It happened more than one occasion. You can ask my mother, it's happened. And then I'd finally find her. She'd be in the other room or taking a bath or, or outside or wherever. And I'd finally find what is the matter with you? I'm right here. Okay, I'm good. I'll go back to doing what I wasn't supposed to be doing anyway. <laughs> it isn't supposed to be a message of fear. It's a message, end times is a message of hope to those that call Jesus Lord. Amen? The hope is all of the things we're talking about, we're not going to be a part of. End times, tribulation as a whole, is God's last push to, be, to get unbelievers on board because they'll be able to read in real time, wait a minute, that is what happened yesterday, right? And it's so incredibly awesome that there's no natural phenomenon that could explain a lot of those things. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3 now. Don't be fooled by what they say, for that will not uh, for that day will not come until there is a great rebellion against God and the man of lawlessness is revealed. So what has to happen before the day of the Lord comes? Other translation says a great apostasy, a great falling away. So what first has to happen before the day of the Lord comes is the church will not look like the church looks right now. Many will be sifted, shaken, filtered. Those whose faith is not strong, who feel that maybe all of what I've believed and grabbed onto isn't really true. Many people, and guys, COVID kind of did a lot of that. There's a lot of churches that never reopened. I have a, a pastor friend who shared some insight at one of our recent meetings and said that the Lord showed him this before COVID happened and it encouraged him. And then he shared it with us. And he said that, that COVID-19 in many ways and the, the pandemic was going to be a, a, a sifting 
And then he described how that happened and how the, the wheat, and he studied it and everything, and the wheat, it basically is tossed up into the air. And then when the wind comes, it, it blows away everything that's not wheat. It just goes. So the chaff is sifted by that, by that fashion, blown off of the threshing floor to be you know, gone to the wind. The wheat falls, is collected, and of course is used. And as he was sharing this, it, it, the picture in my mind was like, oh my goodness. The wheat was lifted off of the ground. The church left the building. And many were carried away, never to return. And it, and it wasn't, there wasn't any other explanation that I could, I was, I was like, that's really good. And then we're in a group of about 12 of us. His name's Kevin. I said, Kevin, why didn't you tell all of us that at the beginning of this thing? You're encouraged by it and we're all going, what is going on? Anyway. So what first has to happen is there has to be a great falling away. And I believe when the Bible says a great falling away or a great apostasy, it's not something that we won't notice. It's great. And many will be deceived. And then the man of lawlessness will be revealed. We're talking about the Antichrist synonymous in many scriptures with the beast, the beast being the government run by the Antichrist. We're going to be talking about that. It says here, the one who brings destruction in verse 4, he will exalt himself and defy everything that people call God and every object of worship. He will even sit in the temple of God claiming that he himself is God. Now, I, I can think of some Hollywood people that have kind of said some things like that. Remember when Kanye West changed his name to Jesus or something like that? You remember that? And then he apparently got saved. Anyway, whatever. Verse 7, for this lawlessness is already at work secretly. How many of you guys understand that what you see on the news is not what's really happening? <laughs> Can I tell you, if you knew it was really happening, you'd probably be a little bit concerned. But if you knew it was really happening, you shouldn't be concerned because God is still on the throne of it all. Amen? Amen? And sometimes we have to remind ourselves that things got to fall apart for us to get out of here. So I pray for the restoration of, uh, of what, what we all hope for, revival in the land and a nation that honors God. I pray for all of that, but also I remind myself that if the prayer isn't answered, it's not because God doesn't answer prayer, it's because God's bigger plan is set in motion. I'm trying really hard to read this without these, but I'm going to have to old man y'all tonight. Listen, something happens when the sun goes down, and I go from 2020 to whatever the worst than that is. Oh, God bless it. I can see everything. I can see the numbers. Oh, God, I looked up. I shouldn't look up with that. Anyway. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, until the one is, okay. For the lawlessness is already at work secretly and it will remain secret. Say secret. Until the one who is holding it back steps out of the way. Who is that? 
And where does the Holy Spirit hang out? In the church. Within us. So the restrainer, as other translations call it, is the Holy Spirit that works in the church. And when the church is gone, there's nothing holding it back. And then, then, it's no longer a secret. So when we see, see things that, by the way, it's a secret right now, but seems to me that they're getting a whole lot more bold with this nonsense. Because it may not be like a switch that comes off to on. It's a progression of acceptance. Because at the end of the day, friends, there are, there are people that were sitting in pews in churches next to us that have accepted the gospel, and yet now they find themselves accepting something contrary to the gospel. I'll tell you today, uh, um, someone told me that they saw that the creator of the chosen series in an interview, has stated that God, Jesus, of the Bible is the same as the Mormon Jesus. Friends, that's not true. The God of the Bible and the Mormon God are not the same thing by far. I'm not talking about false heresies and false um, religions tonight, but you need to understand a whole lot of believers have got real excited about that series and all we need to see now is if he comes out with the Mormon Jesus next season, how many believers are going to say, oh, wait a minute. Really? This happened? So I'm just telling you, don't put your faith in anybody but Jesus. And as Paul says, don't believe them. Don't be so easily shaken. Now, 2 Thessalonians lays it out that the day is coming. And it says, the one who is holding it back steps out of the way. Then the man of lawlessness will be revealed, but the Lord Jesus will kill him with the breath of his mouth and destroy him by the splendor of his coming. Amen. Yeah, the man of lawlessness is going to come, but he's not going to last long. Amen? First John. John the Revelator wrote these these little letters, we did a whole series on Sunday morning about it, and we talked about letters of love, but there's a whole lot of prophecy in First John, First, first and Second and, and Third John. First John chapter 2, beginning, uh, I'm reading verse 18, First John chapter 2, verse 18, says this, dear, dear children, excuse me, the last hour is here. You have heard that the Antichrist is coming. And already many such antichrists have appeared. What does that mean? There's a whole lot of people that are against Jesus out there in our world today, right? What is the word against? Anti. There's a whole lot of antichrist folks that are very much against who Jesus is and who the church is and what we stand for. So with that in mind, from this, we know that the last hour has come. These people left our churches, but they never really belonged to us. Otherwise, they would have stayed with us. When they left, it proved that they did not belong to us. Verse 22, and who is a liar? Anyone who says Jesus is not the Christ. You're listening to somebody who says Jesus is a great teacher. 
He was a, a wise man. He was a prophet. If they're saying anything and not the Christ, which is Messiah, which is Son of God, which is God-made man, which is deity himself, it falls short. And it is the spirit of Antichrist that is placing that in people's hearts and lives. It's, it's a play from the devil for the people that come knock on your door and say, oh yeah, we worship the same Jesus you worship. If a Jehovah's Witness come and knock on your door, all you have to do is just say, is Jesus God? They don't believe it. They don't believe Jesus is God. And that's not the Jesus that we serve of the Bible. Amen? That's the spirit of Antichrist. Verse 20, we're, uh, 2 John, verse 7 says, I say this because many deceivers have gone out into the world. They deny that Jesus Christ came in a real body. Such a person is a deceiver and an antichrist. First John chapter 4, verse 3 says, but if someone claims to be a prophet and does not acknowledge the truth about Jesus, that person is not from God. Such a person has the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard is coming into the world and is indeed already here. The spirit of the Antichrist is in the world today. You with me? But there will come a time where there is a person a man who now carries the weight and the literal possession of that spirit all by himself. And that is the Antichrist that we talk about that's revealed in the end. The beast, literally. Now, I don't have time to go down that rabbit trail, but maybe later. Let's talk Revelation chapter 13. Tonight we're talking about the mark. The mark is a sign of devotion, of dedication, of commitment to the Antichrist, to the beast. Not only have you accepted his leadership, but you now support fully his leadership. Not only have you said, this isn't just a cool way for me to pay for my groceries, It, hey, listen, I use Apple Pay. I go bloop. But can I tell you something? It's getting pretty close to where this thing has got to go. Back in my day, when credit cards just were kind of starting to roll out, they could dig below the surface of the code and find that every credit card had 666 in sequence somewhere within it. Did you know that? It is. It's there. It's, it's in the extended account number and the way they run it. It's in there. What you need to know is the technology has been in development for quite a long time. And there is years and years and years of preparation that has brought us to this one place. 
And I'm telling you, after studying for this week, it's taken another leap forward. Revelation chapter 13, to read to you about who this beast is, the Antichrist, verse 7. Chapter 13, verse 7, And the beast was allowed to wage war against God's holy people and to conquer them. And he was given authority to rule over every tribe and people and language and nation. And all the people who belong to this world worship the beast. They are the ones whose names were not written in the book of life that belongs to the lamb who was, sla who was slaughtered before the world was made. Verse 11, When I saw another beast come out of the earth, he had two horns like those of a lamb, but he spoke with the voice of a dragon. He exercised all authority of the first beast. He required, and he required all the earth and its people to worship the first beast whose fatal wound had been healed. I'm going somewhere, just a moment. He did astounding miracles. He even made fire flash down to earth from the sky while everyone was watching. And with all the miracles he was allowed to perform on behalf of the first beast, he deceived all the people who belonged to the world. He ordered the people make a great statue of the first beast who was fatally wounded and then came back to life. He then was permitted to give life to the statue so that it could speak. <laughs> then the statue of the beast commanded that anyone refusing to worship it must die. We're talking about a statue next week. We're not getting on that one this week. He required everyone, say everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to be given a mark on the right hand and on the forehead, and no one could buy or sell anything without that mark, which was either the name of the beast or the number representing his name. Now, before you get caught up on the number 666, we're way beyond that. Back in my day when they would make videos, and I remember the, the, show, the movie, what was it called? No, not, not that was your generation. What was ours that Randy showed us all the time? No, the end, time, the end times one, not crossing switchblade. That's a great one, great movie. What is it called? Thief in the night. Thief in the night. It comes on. There's no time to change your mind. The sun has come and you've been left behind. Oh, my goodness. I, it, it, oh, it's still. As teenagers in our little youth group, our greater years pastor, Pastor Randy Briscoe, used to show this to us. Scared us half to death. Back then... It was like, and they, ha they had European sirens in it. So when the cops were coming, it wasn't American police. It was European, anyway. And it was, it was like a barcode, like a, like a tattoo. We're way beyond that, way. And you guys are thinking chips and stuff, way beyond that. Y'all ready? Listen. Take out your debit card or your credit card. Just take it out, hold it in your hand. Boys, just come and collect them all. 
has nothing to do with the teaching. We just got to catch up from last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to pass the baskets for the cards. Not <laughs> Forget online. All right, you got your card. How many of you guys have the little chip on it? See the chip? You know, you can peel that off, right? You know, the chip holds everything that the card holds. The barcode that used to be the thing that you would swipe, now it's the chip. And if you don't take it out in time, it goes, eh, eh, eh. Anyway, that chip, you put it in, you hold, you hold it in the, the thing there, and then it clears and you can take it out. But now, how many of you guys have the little Wi-Fi thing on your card? How many of you guys have thought like I have, can I just do this? Can I just stay in the car and go, man, that would be cool. Would be cool, but you tap it. The same places that you have the chip card, you can just tap your card now. You don't even, yeah, you don't even have to, and it's a lot faster. It doesn't eh, eh, at you. It's, a, it's an illustration. That little teeny tiny little piece of technology that's on your card is much smaller in your phone. It holds all the data that connects you to your bank. It can hold way more data because now the big push is let's, all, let's put our medical stuff on it. Right? So they can see if we've got... You said it. For some reason, Sweden is just weird this way. It seems like every time I get an alert about prophecy and end times, some company in Sweden is inserting something into their employees. You guys ever see those? Now they've got the little glass, tic-tac-sized thing, smaller than that really, could fit in a needle. Put it right here. This company... They use it to get into the office. It's everything. Oh, and, and the Swedish are just, yeah, man, sign me up. They're just taking it. Why in the world is it so important to have a mark? Two things. Tracking. So the beast, the Antichrist, the beast is synonymous with the government that the, that the Antichrist runs, knows where you are at all times. Why in the world does the beast, the Antichrist, need to know where you are at all times? Because if you're falling out of line or if you're rebelling or if they need to do something to you or track that a third of the world has died in a great earthquake, guess what they can now? And it's also for currency. If you can't buy, you can't eat. If you can't eat, you can't live. And at some point, it will drive you out of hiding. And the Bible tells us very clearly that those who have not taken the mark will be killed. Here's the thing. We as a world 
are moving ever so close to a one-world system. I remember I reminded myself of a speech from the first George Bush, George H. W. or whatever, made a speech, and he kept saying one world order, one world order, one world order. And back then, you know, I mean, so scandalous. And like, oh. But he, he was, yeah, that's what, that's the hope of the global leadership. I mean, it is. Because that is necessary to have one leader, there must be one government. Let me ask you this. What could happen because really this pandemic has showed us a lot. It showed us how quickly the world can agree on something, right? And even in every corner of every country, there's some type of apparatus that's being enforced or something like that. Which by the way, side note, did you hear in the UK today, they announced that we ain't doing none of this stuff no more. The prime minister, no masks, no vaccine status, no cars, no this, no that. The crazy-looking prime minister with the blonde hair and like, eh. He announced all that today. Why is a one-world government necessary? That Antichrist has to be able to lead that one-world government. What needs to happen also for a one-world government? Two things. Number one, a one-world banking system. I don't know if you guys bought Dogecoin and Bitcoin or just pick a coin. I don't know if you bought all that stuff, but it's, it's fake money. It's funny money. Yeah, sure, make money on it. Go for it. Knock yourself out. But at the end of the day, it's even less <laughs> safe in this regard in times than ever before. Can you, can you see how quickly the government can seize your funds and take your money if you owe taxes? Right now, in your own bank, I got, I'm at State Employees Credit Union. They can go get my money if they want to. If, if, if they want to, they can. Did you know they can come get your money? They can. How much easier would it be if the currency is one world, the bank is one world, and now everything is controlled in that? You can't buy anything in any other way unless you have that currency and that mark to be able to access those funds. In the movie I watched, The Thief of the Night, you had these people living in the woods and eating bark off of trees and whatnot. But that's more real than you think. Those who aren't going to take the mark are going to have to figure out another way. Who are the people that are here that aren't taking the mark? The rapture has occurred, and there's people that you probably have even shared your faith with that are going to go, oh no, they were right. There's even people in our churches today that have such a lax approach to their relationship with Jesus that He's not their Lord. He's just somebody that, that yeah, I believe in Him. But the Bible says that the, the demons believe in God and shudder. They even fear God. So who are the people left behind? The people left behind are the people that have heard about this word and said, I'm not taking that mark. I can guarantee you, like 9-11... 
that every church in America was the fullest it's ever been after 9-11. I can guarantee you that churches all over America after the rapture occurs are going to be full of people searching for answers. In the end times, when it happens, not if, the people that are going to be not getting the mark are the ones that have heard about or searching for that answer. And the Bible tells us there'll be great revival. Great revival. The one banking system, the one government, and finally the one world religion. It's almost, it almost feels in this nation that political party has become religious. Is anybody else with me on that? Listen, we can't, get, we can't get distracted by those things, church. Sure, vote. Sure, be a citizen. Sure, do all that. But your political party is not your salvation. Right? There ain't no politician out there that's going to save this world. Not one. I got to talk about the vaccine. How is the vaccine and the mark of the beast connected? Here's how they're connected. The vaccine is not the mark of the beast. Did you hear me? <laughs> but the vaccine took a huge leap in technology. Now, here's the, here's the point. What we've seen in all over the world, some countries different than others, is there are countries that have literally said, if you do not have this vaccine, you cannot buy or sell. You also cannot come out of your home. And if you do, you will be arrested and taken to, I'm not making it, Australia's doing it right now. I'm not making it up. Right now. Cities in our, own, in our own country have these mandates in place. You don't show your card, you can't buy groceries. It's happening. But what has happened is while I believe with all of my heart that God still has us here for a reason and that we're going to get over this hump and God's going to do some great and mighty things in this life, I believe it. But what has happened is now our nation and the world has been conditioned in such a way that when this comes again and it's a mark of the beast, those that are left behind, it's going to be like, yeah, sign me up. Free? You'll send a drone? Now, can I talk to you about technology? One of the vaccines... This is a patent, U.S. patent. This is the page. One of the vaccines has a, has a list of ingredients that's on their patent, but it's not on the CDC website. It's omitted. It's called Luciferius. Lips, for short. It is a technology that has been developed that has a bioluminescence quality to it. It's in one of the vaccines, which means it's in people's bodies, which you can put light over it and it reacts to light. 
And did you catch the word that's in it? Luciferus. Now again, the mark of the beast and the vaccine are not the same thing. Don't get me wrong. But how many of you guys have noticed the street lights, the black lights? You notice those? I, I, this isn't conspiracy stuff. I don't look at one source. I look at many sources and I bring it to you. The black lights have a patent number on them that marries itself to Luciferius that can activate things using this technology. Remember what I said at the beginning. It is not to put fear within our hearts. It is to prepare us to look up for Jesus. Amen? Now, I have links. FDA website. How many of you guys know what that stands for? Federal something something. <laughs> Food and Drug Administration. I know. FDA website right here. That's where I got this one. Luciferus immunity, blah, 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 system. And there, this, this is an article that's all excited about it, <laughs> right? I've got a link here. Did you know that our entire financial system is boiled down to three banks? The IMF, the World Bank, and then there's another one that's kind of a shadow type thing. You don't really read about it much, but it's the one that loans to governments and loans to the IMF and the World Bank. Did you know that it's owned by one person? The Rothschilds. Listen, go watch a conspiracy thing late night at YouTube. I love watching that stuff, but I'm telling you, I have verified and read up, and I'm telling you right now, the reason why all of this is important is the stage is being set. The end is nigh. Prophecy is important, and you and I have to be ready. While the vaccine is not the mark, it has brought us to a place that there is newer technology that now doesn't need a chip. It doesn't need a little tic-tac-y thing. It just needs liquid and a syringe, and it can be in your body. That's what I'm saying. Every time, and that's why I was bringing it to your attention, is that every time our world develops a technology, it gets us closer and closer and closer. I'll make a leap here, and then I'm done. Are you ready? The Bible tells us that there is a creature that is released upon the earth that is like a locust that has a, a, like an armored body and a face of a man. We don't want to get into all of it, but it has a sting that makes people sick. They wish they were dead. This is in, during the rapture. This is one of the judgments. Did you know that drone technology has developed in such a way that it has become weaponized and that they can do bug-sized drones that can shoot bullets at you and give you shots of stuff, that, that's, that's, that exists today. Finally, the mark of the beast may even look like something totally different. We've got some slides here. Elon Musk has come up with a technology called the Neuralink. 
It was just a couple of years ago that it looked like this first one. It's been developed even further, and now it looks like this. It is literally implanted into your skull, and it has these little wires that go down into your brain. You can control everything with it. You can control your phone, your computer, your car, your Tesla, everything. It is connected to you. It has those channels and all of those kinds of things. It's, it's flush with the skull. It goes over your... And he, he, he presented it in such a way in a video. I pulled this for some video. He presented it in such a way. <laughs> this is the only weird part. You got to plug yourself in at night. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it could be built into a pillow at some point. Listen, less than an hour, you can get this thing installed now. This is now. Now. He's putting them in pigs. Look at this. This is the Neuralink reading the brain activity of the pig. When he gets food, when he walks, when he gets stimuli, he, it goes up and down. This exists today. Is there anything else? Requirements for, read, for writing to the brain. Precise control of electric field, wide range of current, different brain regions, and no harm to the brain over time. That when he was presenting it to this people, this was like a, 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 a presentation. He was saying, hey, guys, it's so easy. You can get an upgrade every year if you want. Just boop, boop. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Go ahead and go through them if I got any more. FDA breakthrough device designation in July. The FDA says, sounds good. Human implantation soon. Kidding me? Guys, the end is near. Jesus said in his teaching, you'll see all these bad things happen. And when you do, look up. Amen? So our response as a church is not to cower in a corner and cry, but to look up and to see Jesus because he's coming to get his church. Amen? If you have questions, forget about it. We'll go through it. Next week, <laughs> next week we're going to do a statue, a God particle, and idolatry. So we're going to be looking at that next Wednesday night. Now, bow your heads with me. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for the opportunity that you've given us and for your word that shows us that you're in complete control. God, I pray that we would just take things from this room in prayer and Lord, that it would give us an urgency to reach the lost. Lord, I know, I know that we have a job to do upon this earth. You've given us this time and that we could strategically work hard to reach people for the kingdom's sake. Lord, help us to be about that. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to Pastor's Prophecy Hour on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you want to hear more from Greater Life Church, subscribe to the Greater Life Church Podcast. Links to both are on our website, greaterlife.church.